the sign of the cross, and all the priest's parts. Regarding the priest's initial prayers in the Mass, here's what the general instruction of the Roman Missal says. When the entrance chant is concluded, the priest stands at the chair, and together with the whole gathering, he signs himself with the sign of the cross. Then, by means of the greeting, he signifies the presence of the Lord to the assembled community. With the sign of the cross, the priest recites or chants the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This gesture and these words, prayed by all the Catholic faithful on so many occasions, are packed with meaning that can easily be overlooked in the midst of their frequent repetition throughout our lives. With this sign of the cross, we confess our belief in the centrality of the cross and in the Trinity, praying to be united with and faithful to this God who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ. But it is not only a personal prayer. This sign is also given to us by the church as a sacramental, through which we can be more fully disposed to the reception of God's grace and strengthened in the midst of temptations and difficulties. Now, the way in which the priest says or sings these words, as with all the other words he says or sings throughout the liturgy, can also make a difference in the extent to which he and everyone else present are disposed to receive the grace of God. Pope St. Pius X points us in this direction when he speaks of the Mass and its music. Quote, it must be holy, not only in itself, but in the manner in which it is presented by those who execute it. Unquote. If, with reliance on the Holy Spirit, the priest says or sings the liturgy with deep humility, reverence, faith, and love, his words can inspire the same dispositions in all those who hear them. If, on the other hand, the priest lacks any of these qualities, if, for example, he draws undue attention to himself, if he takes a casual attitude toward the Mass and its rubrics, or if he adheres to proper form but without fervent faith and love. These qualities, manifested by word and body language, will tend to thwart the cultivation of the essential dispositions for the reception of grace. It is in assuming such fitting dispositions that the priest is encouraged, though not required, to chant his parts of the Mass. For singing can, in fact, communicate and strengthen either set of the positive or negative qualities mentioned above. It can allow the priest to more fully give of himself to God and others, or it can amplify obstacles to grace, such as self-consciousness, vanity, irreverence, or a cold heart. Singing in a holy way is not a complex matter of style or aesthetic sophistication. It is the eminently simple way of being clothed in Christ 
and being dependent on the Holy Spirit. But because our seminarians and priests have typically been strongly influenced by the music of our secular culture and cut off from any authentic living tradition of priestly chant, they are often in need of discernment and or re-education in this important aspect of their formation. And now back to the issue of repertoire, which is the focus of this section. What are the specific melodies which are fitting for the priest to use as he chants the Mass? Whether in the vernacular or in Latin, there are two sources to draw from. One, the melodies found in the authorized missal, or two, other melodies which have been approved by the appropriate ecclesial authority. In both cases, these melodies tend to be very simple and discreet. And if the priest inadvertently makes minor errors or changes, there is generally no problem. He is singing by himself and thus does not need to coordinate his voice with the voice of anyone else. Let's look now at those parts of the Mass which may be chanted by the priest. While it has become customary for him to recite rather than sing many of these parts, there is no rule to this effect. The directive that has been given is that certain parts of the Mass, especially those which involve a dialogue between the priest and the congregation, should be prioritized for singing when the Mass is not fully sung. Here are all the priest's parts for a fully sung Mass. Please see my blog if you'd like to review which of these are often assigned to the deacon or to a cantor according to liturgical rule. So here we go. The sign of the cross, the greeting, the invitation to the penitential act, the intonation of the penitential act, absolution, the intonation of the Kyrie eleison, that's the Lord have mercy, the intonation of the Gloria, the glory to God, the collect, the gospel reading with its introduction and conclusion, the intonation of the creed, the introduction and conclusion to the universal prayer, pray brethren, orate fratres, the prayer over the offerings, the preface dialogue, the Eucharistic prayer, the intonation and embolism of the Lord's prayer, the peace of the Lord, behold the Lamb of God, the prayer after communion, and the concluding rites. While at first sight the quantity of these potential chants, there are actually 20 I just listed, might seem to be daunting. In practice, most of them can be learned over time with ease, as the same words and the same melodies are repeated at almost every sung Mass over the course of years and decades. Now, regarding resources for priests, please see my blog again for the links where one can find both recordings and scores for all the melodies of all these parts. Let's listen now to the priest's opening prayers with congregational responses from our votive Mass of the Holy Spirit, which we've been listening to. 
In my next blog and podcast, we will be considering the role of the congregation in singing their various responses to these priests' chants throughout the Mass. In the meantime, let's remember that none of this singing is meant to be an end in itself. It serves its purpose only to the extent to which it brings glory to God and sanctification and edification to the faithful. We do well to reflect often on these words of our solemn responsibility given to us by the Church, so as to understand them and to live them ever more fully. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.